following message is from Christian Life Austin. For more information about Christian Life, please visit clcaustin.com. Thank you for listening. Well, how are you feeling on Sunday? Some of you got the flu. How you feeling on Sunday? Come on. Yeah. Well, you look good if it makes you feel any better. Hey, we're so glad that you are in church. Listen, this is what we believe, that you will never regret waking up. Here's the key. Getting out of bed and bringing your family to church. Because there's no telling what God can do when you show up. That's, that's the God that we worship today. That's the God that I'm going to preach about today, that anything is possible, right? When you walk in with the spirit of expectation, God can show up and do more in our world than we can do in a lifetime of trying. And I believe that he's going to do some amazing things in our hearts today. Hey, it's an honor, it really is, to stand in this pulpit and preach to such an incredible group of people. I, I don't take uh, the opportunity lightly. In fact, it is... Um, the joy of, of what I get to do, the fact, listen, for those of you that don't know, I'm a homeboy around here, which means I'm, I'm born and raised in Christian Life Church. My parent, literally, this is the only church that I've ever known, and so to have the opportunity um, to not only gr- grow up and go through the kids' ministry and the youth ministry and young adults, and this, this house has poured so much into me. I am who I am because of this house, and so the opportunity to stand and preach uh, in this house is the honor of a lifetime. And so I'm going to do my best today to open up the Word of God. And if you, you know what, why don't we do this in honor of the Word of God? Why don't you stand with me all across this house? We're going to start, I'm going to read a passage of Scripture, and then we're going to dive right in. Uh, maybe you have your electronic Bibles, you can follow along, it'll be on the screen. Either way, if you brought your good old handy-dandy Bible, you can open it up to Isaiah chapter 54. And it starts this way, sing, O barren, you who have not born, break forth into singing and cry aloud, you who have not labored with a child, for more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married woman, says the Lord. Enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare, but instead lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes, for you shall expand to the right and to the left. And your descendants will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabited. Lord, we love you. Thank you for an opportunity to be in your house this morning to lift you up. Bless us today. Open our hearts and our minds to what you would have for us to receive. For it's in Jesus' name I pray and everybody said amen. Amen. You can be seated. Hey, y'all know before we get started, I said this in first service and I'm going to say it again. We're a hollerback church. So if you feel something in your spirit that you, whoa, amen, go ahead, let out a good amen, that's all right. I preach better when you get with me. Amen? Hey, hey, that's what I'm talking about. Hey, big welcome to everybody joining us online. You're our family. We love you. Hey, get with us online. Get those fingers going. Give us some amens in the chat boxes. Come on, preach with me as we get going. Um, Today I have the opportunity to kick off a brand new series that we are entitling Sand 
and stars. And Pastor mentioned it uh, briefly on Wednesday night. But I'm really, really excited about this series. And we're going to start... Uh, in Genesis chapter 22, and if you're turning there in your Bibles, you, you can do that if you want. Uh, and as you do, I'm going to give you just a quick recap to lead us up to where um, our scripture will take us for today. But uh, this is about 2,000 years before Christ, and there was a man by the name of Abram. Everybody shout Abram. Abram, Abram absolutely. And, and later on, Abram would be, he would be called Abraham. Perhaps you know the story, but for right now... We are going to call him Abram. And Abram walked with God. And Abram had an amazing wife by the name of Sarah. Anybody grateful that you have an amazing... Come on, all the married men. Can I get a good amen for an amazing wife? Y'all got to shout louder than that, especially if she's sitting next to you. Come on. Can I get a good amen from all the men that's married to an amazing wife? Yeah. Speaking of uh, uh, amazing women... I recently heard a story, um, a beautiful Sunday morning it was. In fact, there was a good old boy by the name of John who was sitting in church, perhaps just like you. If you're John, I'm not talking about you. It's, this story's not about you, John. When all of a sudden a great flash, fire and smoke, and guess who appeared in church? Satan. Y'all weren't expecting that one, were you? And all of the congregation... Can you imagine if that happened here? All the congregation jumped up, stampeded out the front door, except John. John just quietly sat in his place, very, very unimpressed with what was going on. And so Satan walks over to John. He says, John, uh, you're the only person left in the room. So with with a scowl, he says, hey, don't you know who I am? To which John calmly tells him, yeah, I sure do. Yeah, absolutely. Well, why aren't you scared of me, the devil asked. John calmly again says, no, I'm not afraid of you. And the devil, slightly confused, asks him, he asks him the question, listen, everybody, John, is afraid of me. Why are you afraid of me? To which John calmly lets out a, a massive yawn, and he says, I'm not scared of you. After all, I've been married to your sister for 40 years. That makes me laugh. I'm glad I'm not married to the devil's sister. Can I get a good amen from all the married men? Yeah. So Abram was married to a wonderful woman. In Genesis chapter 22, verse 17, God is talking and he says to Abram, I will greatly bless you. And I will multiply your seed as the stars of the heaven and the sand which is on the seashore. Your children will possess the gate of their enemy. Sand and stars. This little phrase in the English language as my second grader this year um, has taught me is known as a simile. A simile. And a simile is used when you, when you use figurative language, if you will, maybe a, a word picture when you're comparing one thing to something different to, to emphasize it, right? To make something really vivid if you want to make it stand out and just kind of etch something in the minds of people, right? You, you use this, this word picture, if you will, and that, that's what's happening here to leave a major impression in our minds. And so you might have heard the phrase, he's... He or she is brave like a lion. 
When you hear brave like a lion, what do you hear? You don't hear just like brave. Brave is good. I want to be brave. But when you hear brave like a lion, you're like, ah, let's go. Right? Like, roar. That was a very weak lion roar. (laughs) I'm still going through puberty. It's just. (laughs) Or maybe, maybe you've heard the term, he or she is fast as lightning. This has never been said about me. Not once. In high school, like, slow as molasses was more, <laughs> that was more me. My coaches were like, can you run? Like, do you even know? No, Brad, that's a walk. Like, can you, uh, this is as fast as I get, coach, okay? Fast as lightning there. It's there before and it's gone before you even know it. You can't get your hands around it. You can't grasp it. And our scripture shows us that, that Sarah's barren and God would use a simile in this moment in sand and stars to get Abram's attention and to get him out of the rut that is his current scenario and to impress upon him the bigness and the vastness of what God intends to do in his life and in his future. And this imagery, this imagery was intended by God to move Abram beyond, and you got to understand this because this is where we're headed with this series. It was intended to move Abram beyond the boundaries of his mind and the boundaries of his current scenario. It was intended to stretch him in regards to Sarah's age. I know what the age says. I know that the situation says that Sarah's barren. But move him to a place where he's opening up his mind and his heart once again to the possibilities and the hopes and the dreams and the destiny that God has in mind for him. And here's what I want you to understand today. Sand and stars is simply seeing what you don't see so that you can be who God wants you to be. That's what sand and stars is for the next several weeks for us. And, and the stars were necessary because there weren't any children running around the house. Right? And the, the sand was necessary because uh, Sarah wasn't rocking a baby to sleep every night. And so they needed this word picture to help them move out of where they were to hold on to the promises that God had placed in their life. And sand and stars all refers to something different for every one of us, but it's about getting you somewhere before you're actually there. Getting you somewhere here and in your mind and in your heart before you're actually walking it out. And and here's the amazing thing, right? Is that when it does, when you get a hold of that, when that hope is unleashed again in your life and you get this vivid picture and you, you grasp a hold of the destiny that God has in mind for you, isn't it unbelievable how there's, there's something that rises up on the inside of you that says, if that's where I'm going, if that's the dream that God has for me, then, then the way I'm currently thinking, the way that I'm currently living, talking, acting, something's got to change so that I can move into the destiny that God has in mind for me. I've got to change these current habits. If I'm really going there, then what do I need to do different now to help propel me into what God has in mind for me? So when it comes alive, when you get a hold of the hopes and the dreams, you begin to adjust And shape and move towards the future that God has put in your life. And so 20 years, 
20 years before Isaac was born, God spoke to him and he said this, I have made you the father of many nations. I have made you. And this is where the name change takes place. He says, no longer will you call Abram, but your name will now be Abraham. Abraham simply means the father of many nations. And here's what you got to understand this morning. In essence, God was telling him right now, Abram, your name is changing to Abraham because I want you to recognize that you are going to be a father. I want to call you a father right now before you're ever even a father. We're not going to call you Abraham any longer. We're going to give you a name, watch. We're going to give you a name that matches where you're going. We're going, to, we're going to change your name to what your destiny really says about you. You're not going to be known as you currently are, but your name is going to represent where you're headed, what shall be in your life. And here's all i got to do. This is what God's telling uh, Abraham in this moment. I've got to get your mind in agreement with where I want to take you. I don't want you thinking anymore about barrenness. I don't want you thinking anymore, I'm too old, I can't, I don't have what it takes. She don't have what it takes. But instead, I want you to start thinking about, I'm a father, I'm going to be a daddy. Something's going to change. You've got to get your mind where you're going. You've got to get your, when you're not holding it, God's trying to get you to where you're going, to start thinking in the fashion of where he's taking you, what shall be in your life. And I love the way that it's worded in this particular verse, because God literally says this. He says, I have made you. I have made you. And there's other verses and other passages in the Bible that says, I will make you or I'm going to make you. But I love it because God's speaking in past tense here. And so what's he telling him? Saying, listen, I, th- this is who you were created to be. Like, this isn't what you're going to be. So, no, no, no. From the beginning of time, you were created to be the fa- I have made you to be the father of many nations. And i got to get your mind in agreement with what your name is now. And you got to start moving in that direction. I know right now, Abraham, your life doesn't measure up to what your name says. But this is how I see you. I know, I know that your current scenario doesn't measure up to where I want you to go. But I want you to see how I see you. I want you to understand what I think about. You know, I wonder this morning, church. I wonder what God has already done in your life that you have no clue that he's already done. I wonder what is it in your life that he's working behind the scenes right now that he's making and shaping and molding and working on the hearts of kids and working on the hearts of a wife or a husband or a boss that's already done and you have no clue that it's already done. Can you imagine what those possibilities could be in your life? What is it that you've been hoping for? What is it that you've been praying about that you've been holding on to wondering, God, are you ever going to do it? Could it be? That it's already done and he's trying to get your mind in alignment with what your destiny is. I will be promoted. My family will serve God. My husband will come back to faith. My children will break the chains of addiction in their life. Isn't it interesting that, and you know this to be true, this is not going to blow your mind, but when God wants to do something... He tends to always choose the most unlikely of candidates, right? 
Like the, the guy that's preaching to you today is the same guy that in high school would take an F when I had to get up and present in front of the class because I was scared to death. God uses the most unlikely candidates. Now, I don't know how well he's using me, but, but he chose to use me, and I'm grateful for it. Hey, hey, think about it. It's not just, it's not just Abraham and Sarah. No, no, no. There's, there's a whole lot of other characters throughout the word of God. Perhaps you've heard of Ruth, a young lady who was, who was orphaned, and she was in a foreign land. And if you look at, at the book in, in the word of God, you'll realize that God chooses the most unlikely candidate to help save her people. God chose a man by the name of Gideon. Ever heard of Gideon? God chooses him. And Gideon says, "Um, no, I'm not this warrior great leader that you've called me to be. No, 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 that's not me. See, do you understand that my mom was a prostitute and I grew grew up without my father? God, this is, you got the run. God says, no, 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 I got exactly who I need to have. And and what I need you to see, Gideon, is that you got to start seeing the sand and the stars in your life. I got to get your mind, Gideon, in alignment with what I've called you to do. Stop thinking about where you are and what has been and what has never worked out and start thinking, I am a warrior leader. I am everything that God has called me to be. Here's the best part, because God always qualifies the unqualified. He's good at doing that. When you feel unqualified, guess what? You're in the perfect position to be elevated to do exactly what it is that God is calling you to do. When you have those feelings of, I don't think I can do it, I don't, and then you take that step of faith, it's those kind of people that God says their heart is humble, but they have faith and they have courage in me. Watch out, world. Here we come. So I want to share with you today that sand and stars... It's not just for a select few people that God just got kind of hidden away. This is who I want to dream. This is who I want to, to possess. No, no, no. Sand and stars is for you, and it's for you, it's for you. It's, sand and stars is for everyone. He, he's got a destiny in mind. He's got a, a future, and he's got plans for you. And he's trying to get your mind today and your life in agreement with where he's trying to take you in your world. Maybe your sand and stars it's seeing your family come to know Jesus. Maybe you, you wake up in the middle of the night and you're worried, sick, sick about a child that is far from God and you're just praying that that husband will come back to faith. Maybe that is your sand and stars. Some of you perhaps have a vision, a dream to own your own business, but you lack the resources necessary right now to get it started. Perhaps that's your sand and stars, and he's trying to to get everything in alignment because he's got a future for you, and he's got plans for you, and you got to start seeing it before you actually get there. Maybe you've got this longing on the inside of you to serve a specific need in society, but right now you don't have the education and you don't have the credibility. Maybe that is your sand and stars. It looks different for every single one of us, but can I tell you this morning that our world has never needed a people who have locked on to the vision and the plans and the dreams of God than what it needs right now. This world is desperate for a group of people to get a hold of some God-ordained dreams and some God-ordained visions to see what he has before it's actually there and a people who will start moving towards what he's calling them to be in their life. The darker, hear me, the darker the night, the greater the need for people of the light. 
The more confusion that there is, the greater need there is for people who have clarity of what God's trying to do in their world. Jesus looked at his followers and he said, you, you are the light of the world. And so let me look at you this morning at Christian Life Austin and let you know that you are the light in your workplace. You're the light in your families. You're the light in your schools. You're the light in H-E-B. When the line's long and you don't feel like being the light. You're the light on the ball field. You're the light. Come on. You are the light of the world. And this world is looking for a people who realize who they are and where God's trying to take them. And you wake up, right, Abraham? 20 years of waking up every morning. And there's no change. She's still without child. 20 years of holding on to the fact that God says, I have made you a father. Really? You did? Okay. 20 years of... Listen, I'm not talking about 20 weeks. I'm not talking about 20 months. I'm talking 20 years, which is longer than some of you in this room have been alive. 20 years of not seeing what was promised to you come to pass. Can you imagine? In fact, I'm sure that you can imagine. And you wake up and your circumstances, right? This is where we find ourselves are saying one thing. And the sand and stars are saying another thing. Come on, anybody ever been there? Have you ever found yourself in a situation that says, no, well, it, it does, listen, God promises you something or you feel something in your heart that this is supposed to happen. He's kind of dropped something and that sounds great, but your current scenario doesn't matter. There's no way that you can physically make it all happen. And this is where we find ourselves. That's our hope for us today, right? And throughout this series is that God would loose the possibilities of what shall be in your world. That he would loose the the dreams and the passions and the God-ordained future in your that he would unlock some things that maybe were, were unlocked in the past, but life has piled on and you've forgotten all about what he's promised you 20 years ago. And you've given up on a dream, you've given up on a job, you've given up on a family member, you've given up on a marriage. God said, listen, today, I just, I got to get your mind and I got to get your life in aligned with what I'm taking you in, in aligned and where I want you to go in your world. And so you won't get there overnight. It's not going to happen that way. So can we take a walk? That's what God would, would tell Abram. Can we go, can we go on a walk? Sure, let's, let's go on a walk. Absolutely. Abram, look up. You see the, the stars in the sky? Hey, that's what your legacy is going to look like. Really? Me? Mom? Really? The sand? Oh, wow. So today, throughout the course of this series, I'm inviting you on a walk. I want to take you on a journey and on a path to remind some people in the house one more time 
of what your legacy is going to be like. I want to remind you just kind of to, to, to ignite a passion that was once lit, but the, the heaviness of life has weighed it down. And we want, we want you to go on a journey over the next several weeks to where there would be a passion that would burn on the inside that says, God, I see what you want to do with me. I see what you want to do in my family. And today I'm ready to step into that. Let it be, Lord. Come on, does anybody want to move into what God has in store for you? And here, here's the beauty about sand and stars is because sand and stars will force you to get bigger on the inside. It's the way that it was meant to be. Sand and stars will, will push you. That's what it's meant to do is to, to move you out of your, your comfort zone, out of your current reality, to push you to see things that you don't see. To push you to see things that your current circumstance says you're crazy to even be thinking that way. Sand and stars. Can you imagine? Listen. Can you imagine the moment that Sarah realized that there was a baby growing on the inside of her? See, she didn't go to the doctor and take a test and find out if it was a boy or a girl. She didn't go down to the local pharmacy and get that pregnancy test and it popped up purple or green or yellow or I don't know. I don't, I've never done one, in my, truthfully. So. <laughs> But, but imagine, imagine the moment, was it, was it morning sickness where she's, whoa, whoa, something's different. So, so what, what was it, is it a flutter, was it a kick, was it the baby? I don't know what it was that, that allowed her to realize that something was girl. But can you imagine that moment? There's a, there's a baby growing on the inside of me. And, and here's the unique picture, if you will, allow me to look at this from a little different angle this morning, because the truth is, is that the sand and stars, while she had a baby growing on the inside of her, the sand and stars had been allowing her husband to be growing on the inside as well, forcing him to get bigger, forcing him to think bigger and to think different than what his current circumstance said about what his reality and what his life could be. Sand and stars will push you to get bigger. It will push you to stop speaking limits over your life. To stop saying it'll never be me, it's always them. They will never do it. No, no, no. No, God can do anything. Come on. There is nothing too big for the one that I'm preaching about today. There's no situation that you're walking in that he can't handle. Right, because we like to say, that's not me, I could never do that. No, I don't have what it takes. No, start a business, I don't have $5, let alone start a business and and what it takes to start one. What do you mean, God, you want me to go talk to my neighbor and share my faith? I don't even know what my, I know I love you, but that's about it. I don't know how to even begin to share my faith. And Sand and Star says, all things are possible. To him who believes. What, what are the dreams? What are the plans? What are the, the sand and stars in your world that you're trying to move towards? Come on, let me just remind you one more time this morning as we open up this series that all things are possible to him who believes. Can I ask you this morning, do you believe in the sand and stars that God has placed in your life? All things are possible. Sand and stars will push you not to talk the way that you've been talking. 
Sand and stars will, will push you to stop confessing the things that you've been confessing over your family and over your life and over your job. Sand and stars will push you to quit thinking about your problems and start focusing on your possibilities. And here's the interesting thing about sand and stars. When you come in contact with your sand and your stars, one of two things will happen. You will either look away from the sand and stars and say, no, I just, it's not me. <laughs> or you will embrace it and you'll stare at it. And it start, when you start looking at the stars, right, you start dreaming again. Ideas start happening. God starts dropping things in your spirit of how, how you can help make it come to pass, right? And how when you add God to what he's already blessed you with, and it starts, it's amazing what happens when you accept the sand and the stars in your own world. But here's the beauty of it, is that you realize that you can't stay the way that you are. See, if you want the sand and stars to come to pass in your life, it pushes you to grow. So you got to stop thinking the way that you're currently thinking. you got to stop confessing the way and the things that you're currently confessing all over your life. you got to think different. you got to act different. You can't stay the same. You can't stay the way that you are. In the Bible days, the days of Jesus, wine was stored in wineskins rather than than bottles. And when wineskins were new, they were generally made from goat skins. And they were very flexible. They would stretch. They would expand to hold the wine. But over time, the wineskins would lose their elasticity. They would lose their flexibility. They would lose their ability to, to stretch. And really, the opposite would happen. They would shrink. And they would start to crack and they would leak and the wine would leak out. So one day Jesus is teaching about getting bigger, about about growing on the inside. And he's telling of all people, right, the religious people, you've got to make room for what God can do in your life. Your thinking is too small. Like he can do so much more than where you're currently thinking. He can take you beyond what you've given him the ability to do. You've got, you got to start growing. And this is Jesus using this illustration. He uses the wineskin illustration. He says, you can't put new wine into old wineskins. And what is he telling them in this moment? It's as if he, he's sharing with this religious group of people, you can't have a larger life, the life that I've intended you to have, if your perspective is too limited. If your thinking is too small. See, I'm taking you to places that your mind can't even begin to comprehend. And what I don't need you to do today is to put the new God-ordained dreams and visions into an old way of thinking, into an old mindset, into an old wineskin, if you will, into an old way of living because here's what happens if you don't change some of the ways that you're talking and some of the ways that you're thinking and some of the actions that you're taking every day in your life guess what the god ordained sand and stars are going to begin to leak out and you're going to find yourself right back where you are today in a place where you're hoping and wishing and dreaming god where did that go where did it happen 
If you want the God-ordained sand and stars to stick, and if you want to move into that potential that God has for you, you've got to change the way that you think. You've got to change the things that you say. You can't just say one thing on Sunday and walk a totally different life on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday. You've got to start changing on the inside. Because God's trying to take you somewhere. He's trying to move you into something glorious. But it won't fit in your old way of thinking. Just stand with me. And this all sounds great, doesn't it? It sounds fantastic. Yeah, I want to step in. I want to get a hold of the sand and stars that God has for me. I I want to understand. I want to have a clarity about where he's taking me. But I think if we for a moment would take our, our church face off, set it down, And you would get real and transparent and honest. You would say this, Brad, that sounds amazing. I would like, listen, I would like to step into everything that God has for me. But here's what you don't understand about me, Brad, is that my current circumstance, I I have dug myself into a hole that is so big that there's no way, I'm not even sure I can make it through today, let alone see the standing stars for tomorrow. Yeah, my situation, she's too far gone. Like, I don't know that we can, we can reconcile this thing. I don't know if the business is going to make it. it. It's so far gone, brother. I can't even begin. I can't even, when I look up, it's so cloudy outside. I can't see the stars. And the sand is covered by sharp rocks. I can't even see sand. It's, my world is wrecked. My world is upside down. And I want to share with you something. If that's you today that's you today, I I think that you find yourself perhaps maybe a little bit like a little bit like Hannah. See, Hannah was unable to bear children and she finds herself she finds herself in the temple and the Bible says that she's pouring herself out unto the Lord. She's literally, she is so broken in the temple that the priest literally thinks that she's drunk. Like it is to the place where she is, she's so broken about her current scenario and her current situation. And she begins to explain to Eli about her situation and and he asked God to grant her petition and that's exactly what happens. God does and she would eventually give birth to Samuel. But here's what I want you to catch. Because I think this is a lot of us in the house today. Is that it was after the baby was born. That Hannah let out a song of praise. It was after the promise had been delivered. That she opened up her mouth. And would sing a word of honor to say thank you, to lift up the King of Kings. And hear me, I mean no disrespect to her this morning. But it's easy to sing a song of praise after the promise has been delivered. And I think a lot of us in this room today, if we were honest, we're waiting on the promise to be delivered before we offer up a song of praise to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. 
And I wonder this morning as we wrap this up, I wonder if anybody could find yourself maybe like Mary, who an angel of the Lord appeared to her and said, hey, guess what? You're going to have a baby. Surprise. His name's going to be Jesus. Surprise. He's going to be the man. And then after, can you imagine? Wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. This is not possible. No, no, no. I'm a teenager. I'm a virgin. I've never been with. This is not. No, 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 no. And after she dealt with what people were going to think about her, right? After she went through all this in her mind, you know what she said? Nevertheless, let it be done according to your word. Nevertheless, let it be according to your word. And hang on. It gets better. That's not the best part. It gets better. You can read it for yourself. I don't have time to go through it. But in Luke, the the first chapter, verse 46 through 55, she didn't wait until her baby was born to start singing a shout of praise. But instead, upon receiving the promise, she said, you know what? I may not understand it. I may not see it. I may not be rocking a baby to sleep right now, but I've got a promise. And what I'm going to do until I see that promise fulfilled, I'm not going to sit on my hands. I'm not going to pout. I'm not going to be frustrated. I'm not going to be angry at God. But instead, what I'm going to do until I see this come to pass, I'm going to lift up my voice. I'm going to let out a shout of praise. I'm going to give him a big thank you from the bottom of my heart. There's going to be a song that rises up inside of me. And so here's what I wonder for some of you who maybe it's been 20 years since you have seen the sand and stars in your life that you've got a promise in your world but it hadn't come to pass yet. I wonder if you would be willing to step out in faith for just a moment and begin to worship Him for just two or three minutes. That's all. It's not going to be a long time. But if you can open up your mouth and just give Him a shout of praise for what He's going to do, for what He's going to do in your world. Come on, are you ready? Are you going to sing it? Are you ready? Do you believe it today? Come on, here we go. Let's sing it like it's going to happen. Here it goes.